0: Hello, and welcome to New Jersey is the World.
1: Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. The intro is going to be a little longer than usual. A lot of stuff to go over. Uh, So before we even get into any of that stuff, though, I wanted to make sure you got some bang for your buck. I'm going to share with you a voicemail from Max. Max. This is one of my favorite voicemails we have ever received. Max, thank you. Everyone, enjoy.
2: Hey, uh, Chris, this is uh, Max from Madawan. Well, originally from over in Middletown. Live over in Madawan now with my wife. Uh, So listen to your Valentine's Day episode, you know, talking about New Jersey as being the most romantic state. Um, Got towards the end of it, and, you know, you talk about going to medieval times, uh, for Valentine's Day and uh five years ago I actually went to Medieval Times with my now wife and my sister and brother-in-law and uh I thought it was a good idea I mean it definitely is a good idea uh if you're ever doing it uh, but I took I took two hits of acid in line uh <laughs> waiting waiting to get into Medieval Times and it was uh it was wonderful it w- what a what a wonderful time and uh I don't remember what my night was. <laughs> I remember how my night was, but I don't remember what night I had, but he was definitely the heel, and I was very into it. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, who doesn't love rooting for a good heel? Um, but also, uh, yeah, th- thank you for the recommendation on, uh, I, f- I forget what episode it was, but uh, to go to Heirloom Kitchen. I think it was Finale. uh recommended Heirloom Kitchen in Old Bridge, and I went there with my wife uh, for a meal. Great, best restaurant I've ever been to, best meal hands down. Um, And it is pork roll, and Central Jersey exists. Love the show. Thank you so much. See you on March 2nd. (laughs)
1: There's a lot to love about Max's voicemail there. Obviously, dropping two hits of acid and going to medieval times is one of the most New Jersey experiences you could ever have. So kudos to you, Max, for achieving peak Jersey. And then to just launch into, like, oh, also uh, the recommendation for Heirloom Kitchen and Old Bridge. Mwah, fantastic. Love that. Love that. Glad to hear it went well. I believe Jeremy Schneider, uh, in our interview with him, uh, brought up Heirloom Kitchen as a, an example of uh, fine dining in Jersey and 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 encouraged me to, to get off of my weird working class high horse about not wanting fancy food. Anyway, I'm glad it stands up. And then, of course, Max said March 2nd. Everybody, this is coming out on Monday. March 2nd is Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on the Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday that it's coming out, you still have time. Go get tickets. Houseofindependence.com. Asbury Park. We're doing... Karaoke, where if I mess up the lyrics to classic Jersey songs, I get electrocuted on stage for your viewing pleasure. The Jersey Devil is auditioning for The Front Bottoms. Brian from The Front Bottoms will be there at the show. We're going to have a slushy machine full of Boost. So if you're not from one of those six towns where Boost is popular, you can finally try it in the in the form that it's meant to be consumed in. And music by Riverby, including a fantastic cover of Atlantic City by Bruce Springsteen. It's going to be a hell of a show. Come out to these live shows. They're fun. Everybody who's been coming has been saying that they're fun. They're capturing a vibe that I don't think you find anywhere else. It's, it's reminded me of my old days with the Chris Gethard show of let's keep it loose. Let's keep it wild. Let's keep it where the audience is participating. Let's have a good time. Now, also, uh, the reason this one's going to be a little bit longer, I wanted to apologize. We got a note from our podcast hosting company, and they said, hey, we run a, uh, we, we also do ad placement and ad sales, and if you guys want to monetize your show... You can go ahead and turn it on, and we'd love to have you be a part of our program. And I said, oh, that's cool. We work really hard on this thing, and we don't make much money off of it. And it's not about the money, um, but let's turn it on, and maybe we can earn a couple extra bucks for our effort. And then what I found was immediately they turn on all these ads. We had no say in what the ads were, and they just placed them in everything we ever did, including stuff that was on the Patreon, which makes no sense that you're already paying for the Patreon, and now there's ads. Um, so I've removed all of those ads instantly. It was like, please take them down. And then they're not taking them. So I've had to go through manually. You won't be surprised to hear that to turn on the ads for all hundred plus episodes we've ever done. It took like literally three or four clicks. To turn off the ads, it takes five clicks per episode. So I've been going through day by day and trying to dedicate some time. I'm clearing out all of those. And apologies to everybody. I know that was kind of messy and not our style. Uh, and it's not about the money. I will tell you, just full disclosure for everybody we're not making much on it. Uh, I'm always happy. Some months it pays for Cal's daycare for me. And then, you know, everybody's getting a. Everybody involved that year on the shows gets a percentage of stuff. And everybody's making. A, a, a couple bucks. not Nobody's paying their rent. Nobody's paying their mortgage. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has helped us out. So a few things I want to say. We're removing all those ads, but it made me realize if we're going to have ads, I want them to be from Jersey businesses. So if you're out there and you run any sort of business in New Jersey, whether that is an actual physical storefront, whether you're an artist, um, do something by mail order and you're Jersey based, if you want to run an ad on our show, We work cheap. Pitch us. Right now we've made $0 off ads. So if you're like, I'll pay you $50, $70 if you're running an ad, we'll work something out. Just DM me. You can DM me at my personal Instagram or uh, at the New Jersey is the world Instagram and Andrea will see it. And honestly, we'll just, Keep it easy and go. Oh, this could be a good fit, and then you'll get in on the ground floor when we work super cheap. And someday, if this whole thing becomes super successful, we you'll be you'll be in there on the ground floor getting the friendly rates for being one of our first supporters. And again, it's not about the money, but I do just want everybody to know we work super hard on this thing. I haven't plugged it very hard in a while. Patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world is a great way you can support us, and we give you a we pour work into that Patreon between the live streams, the deep dive episodes, the Gagoots episodes, South Jersey is also the world, and everything happening over there. Um, You can come out to the live show as houseofindependence.com. March 2nd is our next one with Electroshock Karaoke. And wait till you hear what we're doing in April. It's going to be ridiculous. And you can buy t-shirts at belowthecollar.com slash Uh Those are the ways you can monetarily support us. And if you don't have the cash to spare right now, I'm not mad at you. Enjoy the shows. We have hit that point where the Patreon's been around for a year. So a lot of people who subscribed annually those numbers are dropping on the Patreon, so it's time for me to rattle the chains and say, hey, we're out here. And there's a few thousand people listening to each episode. And if you're enjoying it, there's a few ways you can uh, get more bang if you put a couple bucks in. Whether that's the t-shirts at below the below the collar.com slash Chris Gethered, whether that's patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world, coming out to live shows in Asbury Park each month. Those are the ways you can help out. So I'll stop rambling I want to thank everybody who's supported us. I want to apologize for those ads coming out of nowhere. I was really bummed with the way it went down and I'm actively removing them. Thank you to Max. And thanks to everybody who's about to enjoy this episode, which is a very simple premise, but it's quite ridiculous. And that's always where the Wotown gang shines. Mike D came up with it. If we were going to build our own New Jersey museum, And it could just be items that we assume are out there. Not even things that we have to verify if they're real. What would we put in a New Jersey museum? I gleefully await the comments on the Patreon to see what you guys would uh, agree with, disagree with, what you'd add that we missed. Thanks everybody for supporting the show and listening. Talk to you soon.
3: Oh, I forgot my cigarettes. God damn
1: it. Hi everybody, welcome to Wotown. Nick forgot his cigarettes.
3: Oh, they're in the car. God damn it
1: can't go out on a night this cold to get him, huh, Nicky Bonaduce?
3: Uh, just fucking, okay, if I get angry towards the end of this, you're going to fucking know why.
1: <laughs> Mike D., now that we have that promise, now that we have that <laughs> threat <laughs> slash promise in the air, how are you doing? I'm looking forward to the anger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you get angry at least twice an episode when you do have your nicotine on hand. I'm never angry. There's been a couple times. There's been a couple babies Maybe. Times. The Rich Diner. Yeah, I think I got angrier than you did during the Livingston episode.
3: I could be on Xanax and I'll get angrier about the Ritz Diner. Fuck, that's empty.
1: I remember after the uh, after the Livingston episode, you told me that I have a real chip on my shoulder. And when that came from you, who I consider to you to be like the Incredible Hulk in some ways, I was like, oh,
3: I got, yeah, I, I got to, I have some issues. Well, the best was after we did the show last week and you're like, you know, I finally realized we're the jerks. Yeah, like <laughs> we just come to that It took a full now, year like of us
1: yeah. releasing episodes for me to realize that, like, part of <laughs> being from where I started is like we're lunatic assholes. But
3: <laughs> it's like therapy.
1: We like get a lot of joy out of discussing the lunatic side of that, but like we are big assholes. Us and our crew of friends were big assholes, and I think. <laughs> but I'll, we weren't even the worst assholes. Oh no, I was going to say stars, I think so a lot of people from where it. we're from were worse than we were with the way they lashed out. Definitely.
0: When we go to town purgatory, it's just going to be us walking through and it's just a trail (laughs) of sad people with like broken cars with broken antennas and windshields, egged houses, garbage cans that have been dragged to smithereens, just one after the other that we all have to traipse through as penance to get to the, the next afterlife. Yeah. And it
1: just repeats over and over again like an old school, like, side-scrolling 2D (laughs) video game. It's just the same backgrounds.
3: Wasn't I just here?
1: over and over again. (laughs) Nothing interesting about it, just the destruction (laughs) we wreaked as teens. Okay. Now, very special news, everybody. Turns out New Jersey is committing to a new museum. And they have asked us, the three members of the Wotown branch of the New Jersey Is The World Project, to come up with 23 specific items that shall inhabit the opening launch of that museum. This is totally true. Um, even though Nick says he can't commit to this premise for a full episode, we're going <laughs> to... Come on. Uh,
3: this is true. I couldn't believe it when I got the email from, uh, from the governor. Yeah. The, and he specifically mentioned me.
1: He did. He spelled Bonadoutrong, but he tried. Yeah, he tried. By the way, I was, t- we're recording this on the night of Valentine's Day. And I don't know if you guys follow Governor Murphy on Instagram, as I do. He put up like a very homemade, pretty unprofessional, but in such an endearing way, video with his wife, the first lady in New Jersey, Tammy Murphy, about how they met. And I thought that was a pretty hilarious...
3: Was she sitting on his lap?
1: No, it wasn't that unprofessional, but it was just them like sitting could you around. See,
3: could you see both of his hands?
1: It's him. Yeah, no, there was nothing untoward. <laughs> nothing untoward. But it was just him telling the story of how they met. I was like, man, I guess once you get once you get reelected and you're about to get term limited out, you could really let your guard down on your Instagram,
0: huh?
3: My wife and I are a little soused tonight. <laughs> I thought we'd make this homemade video without the consultation of my PR firm.
0: Putting the drum and drum <laughs> thwacket. He
1: was like the first time he met her, uh, she was wearing sweatpants and like no makeup. And he was like, wow. And wow. I was like, wow, that's, I'm not going to say that's saucy, but for a... For the governor of a state, for an active politician, pulling back the curtain, Phil.
3: Easy access,
0: Phil. Demand of the people. Anyway.
1: So there's uh, 23 rest stops on the turnpike, is what we've been told. And we have been tasked with coming up with 23 items that that shall f- uh, fill the inaugural opening launch day of this New Jersey museum. Again, 100% real, actually happening. Not a bit. Nick can commit for an hour, even though he doesn't have cigarettes.
3: So stop talking about it. I won't fucking bug out. <laughs> if you don't hear me for like five minutes, you know what happened. I ran down to the car.
1: Now, uh, Mike D, you made a list of items. I did not read yours. I made a list of items. Uh, Nick, as is customary, you like to wing it.
3: I had flowers to drop off tonight. It is Valentine's Day, and I blew off. My uh, commitment to hang out with my buddies and talk about 23 things that I think should be in a museum in New Jersey. I hope uh, we
1: didn't get you in trouble.
3: Nah, it's okay. It's Monday night.
1: I had a very New Jersey Valentine's date, by the way.
3: Did it involve puddles and pant dropping?
1: We got got a babysitter. (laughs) We got a babysitter on a Monday. Took the day off. We went to the Whippany Diner on Route 10. Although I'm going to tell you guys something and I'm naming names. I said, whipping the diner. when you sit down in a diner, how long do you want? How long is acceptable before somebody at least gives you a glass of water? It probably takes your order. six seconds i'm sitting there at least 10 minutes no glass of water nobody Whoa, comes by.
3: wow what time was it it was it, i was just at that diner like a month ago and i was working over on route 10 over there probably like 12 oh lunch rush.
1: 45 12 50 no i wasn't that
3: busy all right so here's the factors for today I turn around
1: and i had to give a little wave i was very hard programmed. you got to it made me feel like we need to do an episode uh in the future what are the ways you that's where that I New got Jersey, reprimanded. Hold on, let me finish the thought. Like, sorry, I'm sorry. What are the ways New Jersey has let you down? Like that's a future episode right there. Like when you go to a diner and they don't step up and take your order expediently, you feel let down. You're like, then why did I come to the diner? That's part of what I expect. That's, uh, so, Nick, you were saying you were scolded at the whippity? Diamond? I got
3: scolded because I—I I, I was like, it's a freezing day, like it is today, and we're doing this terrible fucking road work. So, if you're on Route Ten and they're like redoing all the intersections and ripping lights out, putting new lights in with all the bullshit, and they like, creating a fucking, you no know, pain in the ass, you—that's because partially I was involved a little bit. But so I'm like, I'm working like a dog. I just want to like bang this shit out and get out of work. And I'm like, I'm fucking starving. I'm just like, run down to the diner. I'm like, thank God. I'm like, oh, the diner's right there. So it's like, you know, it's a pain in the ass. You got to like go through the jug handles and everything else, whatever. So I get to the diner and like, I'm not gonna sit down and eat there. So I'm just gonna like, grab a sandwich and go. So I'm like, oh, can I get a pork roll, egg and cheese and a you know, coffee regular, large coffee regular? She's like, what? I was like, can I get a pork roll, egg and cheese? So I like say it three times and she keeps on going, what? And I was like, and she just looks at me. I was like, I was like, I grew up in fucking Essex County. I live in I live in Ocean County now. I said, can I get a Taylor ham, egg, and cheese? And she's like, sure, no problem. I was like, I swear to God. Like,
1: Nick, that's on you, man.
3: No, it's not on me because- That is on you. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So that's I shouldn't you, be dude. making excuses for why you didn't get your fucking water for 10 minutes, but you probably like right in the middle of the lunch rush. Number two, it's the day after the Super Bowl. Everybody's fucking hungover. It doesn't want to be a fucking work. So for a diner that I usually like and have no problem with, but I've recently- Clashed with the fucking woman there. The crusty old typical diner fucking waitress. May have been the same, may have been
1: the same waitress we had today.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Phyllis. And then when I went to the register, I like, you know, used my little Greek. And then they like looked at me and I was like, yeah, see, if I want to call it fucking pork roll, I'll call it fucking pork roll. That's on you, buddy. Come on, man. And the fact of the matter is, I was like, do you guys use Taylor Ham? She's like, I'm not sure. I don't think so. So, then I'm covered. I can call it pork roll. You walk into the place. You play by the house rules, buddy. I think that's on you. I know, but I didn't even look at the menu. I just walked in and I ordered a sandwich. I'm conditioned because when I was saying Taylor Ham down here, people were being equally asshole down here. But it's South Jersey. I expect that from people down here.
1: So we went to the diner. I got an egg and cheese on a roll. I got a side of fries. Hallie had a breakfast wrap. It was lovely. And then we went to go see a movie. Went to the East Hanover oh. movie theater, which brought back a lot of memories of West Orange, because that was that was a theater that if it, you know if it wasn't playing in in West Orange, that was very often the uh, backup movie theater. That was option number two.
3: I hated going up there.
1: Yeah. Oh, there were always fights and shit up there. Ugh. It was right next to the Chuck E. Cheese where my brother worked. Um, he did often dress up as Chuck E. Cheese as the rat, and then I uh, got there, realized it was the wrong time. The movie we wanted to see, we thought it was at two. It wasn't playing until two fifty at East Ten or it was at Rockaway. So we got we busted ass across Forest <laughs> County to the Rockaway Mall. Missed the first five to ten minutes of the movie. No. Then while we were in there, realized Holly took out her phone, put in the directions to our house, realized babysitter had a hard out so we had to cut out for the last 10 or 15 minutes so had a like sub- the fuck? substandard diner experience by the high standards of Jersey that saw the middle two thirds of a movie without the beginning or end. That's a definition of a date when you have a toddler. That's when you have a toddler.
3: Yeah for sure you're just happy you guys got out of the house without a child attached to you for a little bit. I was
1: like I don't even care. I was like that movie was pretty good and I got to hang out with you without worrying about the kid.
3: Next thing you're going to be doing is like I'm going to go drive down the walgreens and sit in a car by myself Oh, i've already and just stare at traffic going by that's my whole life (laughs) that's my
1: whole
2: life
3: (laughs) i gotta go out for a minute where are you going i just gotta run down to the pharmacy real quick and then you come back with like haribo watermelon wedges and that's it what about all the other stuff you're supposed to get? You were
1: gone for 90 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I was.
3: <laughs> so you think you were having an affair, but you weren't. You're just fucking decompressing in a parking lot.
1: Thinking what it would be like if I didn't exist. I was just sitting on the side of 202, thinking about how at the end of the day, I'm just a big pile of atoms circling each other. And that if all those atoms just like blew away in the air separately, then I'd be fine with that.
3: How much do I really matter in this universe? Yeah.
1: Anyway. Let me put on a shock collar and dance like a fucking clown in Asbury Park. Okay. Um, this museum, I think it has high potential. I think we're the perfect curators for this gentleman. Uh, Mike, do you put a lot of thought into your list? Do you want to propose the first item? And we're looking to land at 23 items here tonight.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to say, I think, I won't speak for the whole gang, but my curatorial approach as an expert curator of things (laughs) is I wanted to come up with objects that someone who was unfamiliar with the garden state would learn about the state. But at the same time, people who were from here would also know they would have a little insider wink and nod to what they see. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I wanted to place in the museum would be the bar from Maxwell's. Wow. Which I think any New Jersey museum would be proud to have that bar happily displayed. Uh, the only thing is I will say that when we install this bar in the museum, there will be a small sign attached to it that says, please do not post this on Instagram. Love that. And everyone will post that sign on Instagram. We'll have to hire someone to enforce that rule. But For anybody
1: who's maybe a little younger or anybody who's not a music fan, Maxwell's was a legendary uh, venue in Hoboken. For decades, and there's a lot of history there. It was a great place, all three of us have been numerous times. A lot of great live albums, like the Replacements, recorded. Uh, I think their most famous live albums were all out of Hoboken's. Yes, um, Yola Tango used to run their all their holiday shows, their Hanukkah shows, out in Maxwell's. There's like oh, yeah, a lot of things to love. I know I saw the queers there, um. That was a great show. I went with our friend uh, DJ Mupp. So a lot of good
3: shows there, man.
1: AKA the Strange Cat. He bought me. He bought me. Uh, he might have bought me a beer or two when I was not quite of age. DJ Mupp and Honey Brown. I think they had Honey Brown on tap back then.
3: Oh, God. And uh,
1: good times. Good times. Got to perf- I got to perform at Maxwell's one time. Weird New Jersey had an event where they asked me to come do a reading, a dramatic reading of some letters that they did a whole night of the letters that were sent that were like too fucked up to ever publish. And they asked me to come do a dramatic reading of a couple of oh, That's ones. awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Perfect place for it. Yeah, yeah. Any Maxwell's memories jump out at you
3: fellas? Iggy Pop sweating on me when, was, uh, when they, we saw the Pink Lincolns, I think with uh,
0: the Riverdales. And Boris the Sprinkler. And Boris the Sprinkler, yeah. It was a good show. Great, very strange show. Very strange show. How come? I believe we were drinking. Like, I was
3: trying to play off being older than I was, and nobody was IDing me that night. And then Mike D was also, I believe, uh, performing one of his first interviews for Marsha Fanzine.
0: I hadn't quite figured out how to interview people yet, and I was trying to interview Ben Weasel, yeah. who had agreed, who had agreed to be interviewed, but... I think obviously my line of questioning or possibly his grading personality (laughs) did not mix. (laughs) Uh, uh. And it was the strangest interview. And I remember doing this interview, and for some reason, he was about six to eight feet away from me, which I don't understand why. It was almost like I was interviewing him now during COVID. I was standing like six bar stools away from him, and we were yelling at each other. It's probably 1996. Yeah, it was like 96, probably. (laughs) Maybe even 95. Yeah,
3: I think it was probably either 94 or 95, because I remember and the
0: other funny thing about that show was I would say eighty seven percent of the people in attendance to that show were wearing oh, everybody looked the same. a black leather Ramon style jacket. Yeah. <laughs> jeans and Converse. It was actually kind of Really creepy.
1: The official uniform of Ramon's core everywhere. Um, I think it's a great choice, uh, Mike D. As I mentioned, I did not read your list. I I had a piece of Maxwell's as part of, uh, of my contributions. I'm a little scared that we're going to be really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Get to twenty three tonight because your list is not twenty three full items long. Mine is not, and we've already had one double. Um, so we're going to see how this museum turns out in the end. Maxwell's. I also think Maxwell's was really important for people of our generation because Maxwell's is one of the ultimate places that drew a line in the sand about Jersey can be cool. Like you don't need to go all the way across the river to New York city to have a cool fucking time. And I think, uh, Maxwell's is a, was a huge, huge piece of that for us. Like, I I think that that, Quietly gave me a pride that I probably haven't, probably wasn't able to verbalize until after Maxwell's was gone. And man, is that place missed? Is that place missed? Okay, shall we move on? Sure. I was, uh, I was thinking, because I'm with Mike D. I want the history of Jersey. I want the culture, but I also want to make sure we got some shit that gets people coming through the door, you know? I want these tickets flying. So you need some sensationalism.
3: Well, I know, I don't know if you've been to the new rest stop area, the John Bon Jovi rest stop area. Oh, the cheese quake forever, baby. Yeah, well, when you go in there, one of the things, they have a little mini museum to John Bon Jovi in there. good Christ. One of the things that we should probably take from there, it's like they have his... His first set of hair plugs, like when they went in there and then they got like had money. Really? They have like actual little, yeah, there's a little. Do so you
1: want this to be your first contribution to our museum? We s- want to steal Bon Jovi's hair plugs from.
3: They're the, well, his first set of hair plugs when he was like first starting to lose his hair before he had the really good hair now. The newer good hair.
1: So you can go to the Cheesequake. Go there. And they got Bon Jovi's hair plugs yeah. in a case.
3: Yep. You yeah, have like his little gold plated uh, toddler shoes are in there. You know, pictures of him practicing in the garage with his buddies.
1: Fuck that museum. We're going to take the funniest thing from that museum, put it in our museum. Exactly. That's number two, Bon Jovi's hair plugs. (laughs) See, I think true crime is huge these days. I think people like macabre shit. I think when you go to a historical museum, uh, you want to see some some of that stuff too right some of the stuff that you go oh i'm i get to pretend that i'm learning but i'm just actually getting off on the sick dark sides of life i'm gonna go ahead and say that i want some lindbergh baby kidnapping memorabilia right out of the gate one of the ultimate true crime stories in new jersey history like i want that ladder i know that they had the ladder that was they found propped up against the side of the lindbergh house i think maybe the lindbergh ladder um because that poor baby man but that, I, that'll that get some people through the door, man, because everybody knows true crime is the big shit. That's the big shit the past couple of years, man.
3: But Edison's exhumed head. You want to exhume Edison's head? You're crushing this, Nick. Yeah, come on. That's a good one, though. Wouldn't you come to the museum to see, like, we have... His
1: actual skull? Absolutely. Thomas Edison. You want to exhume his body and actually display Thomas Edison's
3: skull? Well, he's a great part of New Jersey history, as much as I know... Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say we just moved the Black Mariah from the Edison Historic Site over there. But if you're saying, fuck the Black Mariah, let's grave rob New Jersey's most famous inventor and display his
3: skull? Does he really have any family that's alive anymore? More his son obviously doesn't like yeah, him. A lot of doesn't he? But I bet you if you paid him enough money, they wouldn't care. I'm not arguing with you. I'm
1: into it. If you want to go there, I'm into it. I'm just shocked.
3: Okay, well if you don't want Edison's head, we can go steal John Taylor's head. <laughs> the guy who
1: invented John Taylor's head. Should we steal his head too? Just like have a
3: collection of like famous New Jerseyans' heads.
1: I'll put that. I, Nick, you're crushing this. I'm putting that. Would, if you
3: if you could, would you donate your head after you died to be put into a museum of famous New Jerseyans? Oh,
1: my
0: giant head, sure. <laughs> it really started like a trend? (laughs) You climb the Lindbergh ladder, and when you get to the top of it, there's like a small opening, and it's your head. Dude, if
1: you get to climb the ladder that the kidnapper of the Lindbergh baby used to kidnap the Lindbergh baby, and then when you get up at the top, you look through a window into a room where we've stolen the skulls of a series of famous New Jersey residents, I would pay five bucks for that.
3: So I think the heads are less disturbing than the ladder of that was used to steal Lindbergh's baby. You
1: think that an actual head is less disturbing
3: than a ladder? Well, I mean, I think everybody can see like, kind of like the comical part of that. <laughs> no. The ladder is just like, this is the ladder that supposedly was used to steal Lindbergh's baby, which is probably all fixed anyway.
0: You get to the top of the ladder and you see the heads and all you hear is a Muzak version of I Want Your Skull. It's like, dee
3: tee <laughs> And it's playing on a. It's playing on an Edison cylinder.
1: <laughs> I think here's what happens. I think here's what happens. Is you climb to the top of the Lindbergh ladder, the real one that a monster used to kidnap a famous baby. You get to the top, and it's a three skull display case. On the left is the exhumed skull of Thomas Edison. On the far right is the exhumed skull of John Taylor, the guy who invented pork roll. Taylor him. And in the middle it just says reserved for Glenn Danzig. <laughs> and when he dies, his head goes in there with the skin still on it.
3: And you get to watch it decay.
1: <laughs> yeah, you get to just climb up, watch it decay second by second. The line will be out the goddamn door. Oh man. my god.
3: So what if like what if like it became such a like thing that like people were like, when I die, I wanna be part of like there's gonna be like a rotating there's gonna be one rotating uh-huh. head where like like this month This person of fame and fortune or celebrity status in New Jersey, like when they died they wanted their head to be put on display for like a month so then like it would be like a rotating like art exhibit where people would be like we have to go see Bon Jovi's head this week
0: i was thinking it might be more like the new jersey version of the blarney stone you climb up to the top of the ladder yeah. and there's people, you you kiss, kiss the skull it. and then come back down yeah you
1: kiss different skulls for different things like saints like catholic saints like oh you want to pray to this
0: yeah kid? you
3: leave like little trinkets
0: there yeah
1: oh you pray to you pray to uh, saint Christopher, if you're going to be traveling, you pay for St. Francis for animals. You go kiss Thomas Edison's skull directly on the lips if you want your electric bill to be $5 slower a month.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You kiss Glenn Danzig's skull. That's what happens if he kisses... If you ain't no goddamn son of a bitch.
3: Something better has to happen here than that. Wait, this took a turn. (laughs) This is the best museum I ever could imagine. We're only made it to like two items so far, three items. <laughs> this is the best museum I could ever imagine. Oh, we got 20 more to go, baby. I mean, we're way
1: ahead of the curve. I thought we were going to have to scrape the bat. We already got five. We got the bar from Maxwell's, nice. Bon Jovi's hair plugs, the Lindbergh ladder, and the exhumed skulls of both Thomas Edison and John Taylor. I love this. Okay, <laughs> let's focus back up, though. Mike D, what's your, next, uh, what's your next item in the quest for 23?
0: As you pull up to the museum you bring your car into the parking lot off the rest stop, you exit your vehicle, and as you're walking up to enter the museum, there's a giant 25 feet long rusted piece of aluminum and it's hard to tell exactly what it is. But when you get closer and you see the nice historical plaque there, you can read that it's the last remaining charred piece of the Hindenburg. Oh, oh another one that I had on my list was a piece of the Hindenburg. Great minds. <laughs> Love that.
3: That sounded a lot like almost every D&D adventure starting as as you approach the museum. Good GMing skills. <laughs>
1: So both of the ones you've put out there, I also listed on mine, Mike D. I think that's amazing. And again, people like that dark shit, man. People like the, uh, right? When you go to a museum, a lot of times, I just want it to be as fucked up as possible so I don't get bored. So I always
3: feel. Oh, don't they have like
0: the uh, the Mudder Museum down there in Philly? That's a oh, great the, place. The Mudder Museum in Philly is great. The Mudder? It's great. Big fan of the card catalog of things that people have swallowed. <laughs> Yeah, here's the wall of eye injuries. Here's the uh, uh,
1: skeleton of someone who turned into soap after they were buried. They got a lot of great stuff in that Mütter Museum. I went to like a, uh, I was in London and I went, they got some, I mean, everywhere has these, but London has some museums that are straight up just like huckster, (laughs) fly by night things. And I went to like some museum of torture and I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time. And she was real brash. And they had a whole display about a guy who got executed for buggery. And she just was like, What's buggery? And we were the only people in there. Oh, no. And the guy had to explain to us that that's like an old timey term for gay anal sex. And this, like, British man was turning every shade of red as we were, as he was explaining this to us. And I was just like, hey, you know what? If you're going to set up a museum that's like, here's all the fucked up stuff you're going to see, and we're going to have a display about how people used to get killed for homosexual sex, then you deserve to kind of be humiliated as you have to explain it to a couple of uh, idiot Americans.
3: What was involved in the display? Like, What do they display there that... But like, what's the imagery there that they're like?
1: It was a paint. That one was like a big painting of the guy. And it was explaining how he had been executed, and uh, what methods they light. used to ex- execute him and all this. But yeah, I'm like, if you're going to put that up, then you deserve to turn bright red when you have to explain it to us, man. Because that's
0: that that shows you how fucking... <laughs> that uncomfortable British man should be our first hire for our museum. <laughs> oh,
1: we do have to figure out who the best curator would be. Yeah, that guy would be good. Oh, that would be good. I wonder if there are charred... The, the Hindenburg went up. I wonder if we can find any charred pieces of it or if those just evaporated.
3: I think they, they just disintegrated figured out like um the material that they, that they used on like the canvas of the Hindenburg was equivalent like to seal the gas and for using everybody's like, oh, the famous thing was it was helium and it fucking blew up. But they said one of the worst things was the material or the uh, mixture of materials that they were that they painted on the outside of the Hindenburg was basically the same composition as um, uh, solid rocket fuel, like you know when they're so that what that was that's what they used as paint. Well, yeah, the the whatever they used in that paint, that mixture with a concoction to paint the Hindenburg, it wasn't necessarily that it was filled with helium. Like remember they said oh, it was helium, not I was it. Hydrogen or whatever. Hydrogen. Hydrogen, yeah, hydrogen yeah. right? So they're like, oh, it was filled with hydrogen. That's why it blew up. It wasn't necessarily the, the hydrogen. It was the coating on the outside of the, the Hindenburg. Um, yeah, that'll do that, it. That made it so bad. That made it so exceptionally bad.
1: So it was just like a f- giant floating ball of napalm at the end. of th-
3: Yeah, it was worse than day. that. They said when they when they now look at the composition of if you look at the same thing that they use in um, not liquid rocket fuel but the composition of like solid rocket fuel even like the ones that you like you know your model rockets go off in yeah, 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 it's yeah. the same fucking thing as that. That's a bit, but I don't know. Like you would think. I mean, you can go and like visit the field, right? Isn't? Don't you like still have the mm, Lakehurst? You know.
1: Listen. Between the Lindbergh baby stuff, the Hindenburg stuff, and a couple stolen skulls, this museum is really cooking with fire,
3: man. I would definitely go to this museum.
1: I would be first in line.
3: Just for the skulls, I would go. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let me add another item from my list. Okay. Um Okay, I'll take the Black Mariah off my list and a piece of the Hindenburg because we have Thomas Edison's skull. It's a little redundant to have the Black Mariah.
3: You know what it was? I was so excited to always see the Black Mariah because we drove by it like every single day of your life. As like Well, the up. Black
1: Mariah, for anybody who doesn't know, this was like Thomas Edison's original movie-making machine, which is this weird little black like metal house, and it just sits on Main Street in West Orange. Continue, Nick. You were always so excited to see it.
3: I was always so excited to like to see the magic of what was inside of it. And I think back then they only opened it like one time a year. And now maybe they open it like twice a year. But I think the other thing was that it could be put on like a rail car too. And they would actually film like, you know, moving scenes on it. But I think the big thought, also the big thing was to be able to capture light in different ways and stuff like that. But-
1: I never went inside the black riot. I tell you what, I think I've only been to the Edison museum once, maybe twice in my whole life. Even as a West Orange down the hill, I mean, I grew up in the shadow of that goddamn factory.
3: You know, the the time I went before, like the time they redid it, we were like we were talking about in the past. So it was really sick, <laughs> just trying to steal trinkets from like the lab and also the cigar off of Edison's desk. But um, and then they redid it, and then during COVID, like when they started when they opened it again. All you could do was fucking walk in around the buildings and like look in the doorways. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was so pissed off. So I still want to go back and like do the new revamped fucking tour. But they're, you know, who knows, who knows? I feel
1: like I was just out at the, I was, I just did some shows in Cleveland a few months ago before we shut my tour down. I think Cleveland and Columbus was my last weekend. And I stopped by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is a good museum. It gets my gears turning for this. I, I've always I, I was never excited to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then I realized it's the Hall of Fame thing, makes it sound like it's gonna be like a um hard rock cafe. If they just called it the Rock and Roll Museum, it would be very accurate to what it is, which is like a pretty great museum. Now they have a bunch of Springsteen stuff. They got his guitars, they got a lot of stuff he donated, jacket, jeans from the album cover. So I feel like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a lot of Springsteen stuff on lock. What if we had our museum have a whole tribute room just to Little Steven's dumbass bandanas? Just a bunch of
0: dumb bandanas. All of Little Steven's bandanas. I wouldn't call them dumb, though. I like the idea of the display, but I don't want to besmirch the good name of Little Steven. No, it's true. I love Little Steven, and I'm going for the laugh here. But man, he's hanging on to those bandanas, and that is a look. I
3: think he's into like drapery stuff. Yeah, it's all
0: bandanas, and then the last one is the Silvio Dante wig. Oh, that's it. That's it. We've got
3: a whole Little Steven room. That would be cool. I go see that. If you pay extra money, you can touch it. You can touch the pompadour.
1: I like that. A, a Stevie Van Zant room. That's all bandanas, and then the and then the Silvio wig. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they don't have that. Do they have his bandanas in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't remember seeing his bandanas. I think they might have Clarence's saxophone, or else that would be the perfect item for the Jersey Museum. The big man's sax might be actually like a bigger draw for some Jersey people than a Bruce guitar. Um, but I think Stevie's bandanas, right there.
3: I think his son, or it's his son plays all the time. I wonder if he took his. Sex. Yeah,
1: it's his nephew, I think.
0: Nephew, yeah.
3: Nephew, yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe we can have a small side exhibit about those coattails. Stephen Van Zandt's work to eradicate apartheid, which very few people know about, but is a very real thing. That's true? Yeah. He was like, like I always, it's it's really crazy. Like when he was kind of the driving force that got musicians to stop performing in South Africa, in order to end apartheid. I mean, he was massively involved, one of the people who really pushed this harder than anyone. Yeah. You
1: think about it, though, as we're talking about it out loud, this guy is Bruce Springsteen's sidekick and Tony Soprano's sidekick.
0: Pretty powerful people. That's, as
1: far as Jersey credibility goes, he's been the sidekick to two of the most iconic. Both, and both in the realm of reality and fiction, he's been the sidekick to two of the most important Jersey characters ever. Little Steven deserves his own exhibit at this
0: museum. The two bosses we recognize in New Jersey, yeah. Bruce and Tony Soprano.
1: Yeah. I think a room analyzing the impact of Little Stevie Van Zant on New Jersey culture should be item number six in our museum.
0: Number seven. Okay. Steven Van Zandt room. Mm-hmm. He gets a whole room? yeah. I
3: think so. Like a medium-sized room. It should be like, maybe part of, like he'll have a, a regular exhibit and then there should be like a room of like rotating. You're saying he doesn't get a permanent exhibit? No, I think he gets a permanent exhibit, but like, I don't know how much like, I think you have like the simple little bio. I'm not
1: saying it's like a big ballroom, but like. I know a little annex, he, an annex. How about an annex? They use that
3: term in museums. He gets an annex.
1: Little Steve. How about little Stevie Bandana? Annex. Uncle Floyd doesn't
3: get a Listen, fucking. How about annex.
1: little Stevie Bandana annex, aka the Bandanax?
3: Bandanax. Like good. I like that. Little Stevie Bandanax. And instead of like the um little flags that they bring up to Mount Everest, instead of like Tibetan
0: prayer flags, there's yeah Tibetan prayer flags waving bandanas.
1: Nikki Bonaduce, you've had some stellar contributions thus far. As we build towards 23 items, what do you think number eight
3: should be? I know this is probably on the list, so I don't want to say it, but if anyone's going to say it, I'm going to say it. Uncle Floyd's hat. Wow. Wow. Has to be in there. Got to have Put that. Put down. Also... Excellent candidate for the head collection.
1: Yeah, yeah. It would be good. Or Oogie. The Oogie doll. Oh, the Oogie doll would be good. But if we're having Uncle Floyd's hat, which Mike D, that was on your list. Mm
0: -hmm. I did have that as well. Wow. Uncle Floyd's hat. I stole that from you, Mike D.
3: I don't have cigarettes tonight, but I have Hershey bars and Mountain Dew. So you're in real fucking trouble in like 10 minutes.
1: You got Hershey bars, Mountain Dew, and a big pile of great fucking ideas is what you got, man.
3: And it's not the regular Hershey bar.
1: We got to put the pedal to the metal a little bit on this episode. Mike D., what do you think? What do you think, Mike D.? I think my next Nick, one... That's like a novelty Hershey bar. You only get at like a Cracker Barrel.
3: No, yeah, they sell them in ShopRite. And they're on sale. You get a like... They sell the big ones like that? Oh, my God. There's the Giant and there's the XL, which is weird is the Giant is bigger than the XL. Mm. Go fucking figure. I can't figure it out.
1: Okay. Mike D., next <laughs> item in our museum.
0: One of the pivotal <clears throat> events in New Jersey history... Was Washington crossing the Delaware to attack the Hessians, which helped turn the tide of the Revolutionary War and kick the British out of the colonies? So I would love to build a display where we have the mudans that George Washington wore when he crossed the Delaware. We'll have his mudans on like a dummy with, like, you know, with, with George Washington's hat on top and a painting crossing the Delaware behind him.
1: Now, I can't claim that I am familiar with the word mudan.
0: Oh, mudans are uh, Italian long underwear. got it got it okay
1: so george washington's long underwear
0: dude we didn't want that one to be misinterpreted Uh uh-huh yeah that
1: a lot of these italian words just sound vaguely racist so i'm glad that one's not
3: (laughs) it's just long underwear That that'll probably be more exciting than the glad that one's not go see george washington's fucking tent at that fucking lame-ass museum in uh, philadelphia
1: i tell you what speaking of italian words I was uh, in the Whippany Diner today and the table behind me was in a fight because the guy was talking about how he had a type of Italian ice cream and the whole table was just, it was just very Jersey. People go, Tartufo. And him being like, it's not Tartufo. What's it called? Spumoni? No, it was ice cream. That's like more like Italian ice. Gelato? And they never, they never got to it. They never got to it. Gelato. Oh, he must've been thinking gelato and they were just digging deeper than that.
3: They're like tiramisu. It was over and over
1: again. What was the, what's the one where they mix it with the espresso? Affogato or something? An affogato. Yeah, they're listing all those. He's like, no, God damn it. It's the ice cream. But he and Nick, like you, as, you're it, Nick <laughs> as you're saying it, Nick, as you're saying it, he clearly did mean gelato.
3: <laughs> but that's when you just turn around and you intervene.
1: George Washington's long underwear. That's a really great one. That's a really great
0: one. Does it have the butt flap or not? Yes. And depending if it's an odd or even day of the month, the butt flap is open or buttoned. There's a what the, actually the the awkward British curator. That's one of his daily duties is to make sure the flap is properly opened or buttoned.
1: They force him to do it because they lost the Revolutionary War, <laughs> so he's got to do it.
0: They said you could tell how
3: worried George Washington was by how dark the stain of his skid mark was on the flap.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) item number 10 I think I am responsible for adding item number 10 now my pre-prepared list is getting very slim because we've had a bunch of doubles and I did I was out on a date today and didn't work as hard as I should have on this I'm going to go ahead and say a a big jug of that of that muddy red pine barrens water Cedar water Cedar water. What do you guys think? I, I feel like I dropped the ball on that one, but I'm going to put it down anyway. Maybe we can figure out a way to have like a cedar water exhibit that's better than just look
0: at this jug. What if it's a water fountain that cedar water comes out of? Oh, that'd be awesome.
1: What if it's like dancing water? You know how you go to the tourist spots and they got the dancing water and the kids like to run through it? What if we do that, but with Pine Barrens water?
3: That's great. And the whole the whole steel structure of the building will have to be made from like bog iron ore. Mm. for the barons, Nick, Nick how do they make that water dance like that I feel stupid
1: asking this but I feel like you must know how do they get that dancing water to, like shooting those perfect
3: arcs Like on your water pressure it's like a pump some genius just builds these pumps or it's like the same thing with your faucet how does the water come out of your faucet I've been wondering my whole life oh my god water pressure
1: <laughs> I have no idea
3: you know why they have water towers in town they put the water up high yeah so just the regular gravity fucking comes down and it comes out of your faucet okay
1: that's why they do
0: that so i can have water yeah damn oh my god that's why they have water towers on top of the buildings in manhattan still yeah
1: i think we build one of those dancing <sighs> water displays because kids love those man that oh, those are awesome some yeah. tickets yeah, and that's how, because we got to start also trying to box out the Liberty Science Center a little bit too. Get the kids, right? We get the macabre true crime adults. All the ones, all the adults who want the macabre true crime stuff. You get the kids with the dancing cedar water, and you have a big display about pine barren cedar water, and that's when you're shooting this filthy
3: red water all over the place. Oh, you tell front. them it has like healing qualities, you know? like oh, it'll yeah. it'll cure the COVID. Mm-hmm. I got the COVID, then I drank a half a gallon of boost mixed with some cedar water, and I was fine the next day. <laughs> I was wide awake for 72 hours and I had <laughs> diarrhea the whole time but otherwise
1: oh, no covid. God. I was hallucinating a little bit. Nick, I think you're up. I think I've added a dancing water feature to attract the kids.
3: Dancing water feature is good. Now you really got the wheels turning. Yeah. Um Oh my god, that's a tough one. A collection of a collection of um famous mob bosses' uh, suits. Oh, I like that. Since all all crime bosses are known for having a uh, being dapper fellows, you do like a fashion display, and even even showcasing possibly famous mob tailors of New Jersey, famous mob tailors, because they were out there, right? You get you get
1: Richie the Boot Boyardo suit,
0: you get Abner Longy's Willman's suit, Longy. What was the place in Belleville, Mike T? Benny's. Yeah, there you go. Benny's that was that was like a mob tailor. That yeah, was my tailor when I was a kid. Like, yeah, he was like the the wise guy tailor, like the men's shop. What was the men's shop? Oh, Charles Daniels. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get Dutch Schultz's suit if you
1: can with the bullet holes in it.
0: Oh, that'd be good. That would add to the macabre theme. Killed out, killed in Newark.
1: right? You get the Chicken Man. I mean, he was blown up in Philly last night, but the Chicken Man. we <laughs> get the Chicken Man, his suit.
3: Any kind of um, yeah, fashion related uh, prop, um, paraphernalia related to mm-hmm. gangsters. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. Okay, we're really
1: we're really doing great here. We're about halfway done. Uh, number eleven is a collection of famous mob boss suits. What will item number twelve in our New Jersey museum be, Mike T?
0: Well, As you head towards the back of the museum, He's being a dungeon master again. All of a sudden, the tranquility of the museum is broken by this loud droning sound. That it's almost <laughs> here. it's almost like a it's almost like a lawnmower, and and it's just a sound. And then you walk towards the sound, and you go into a room, and you find yourself in a giant cavernous space. And it looks like an airplane hangar. And covering every single wall of this airplane hangar as this lawnmower-sounding drone is happening are banners that are pulled Uh. by planes on the Jersey Shore. Starting back from the first one in the 1920s all the way up until now, you can get an entire history of airplane banner advertising from the Jersey Shore. Ladies' night at Panache, happy hour at Nardi's, Eat your shrimp at the Squan. They're all there. All your all your classics. Except the Geico one. That one they can keep. I wonder what the first one was. I wish I knew. I would very much like to know that. Like who was the first like pioneer of uh It was
1: the nineteen tens. It was like nineteen thirteen or nineteen sixteen that the Wright brothers flew, right?
3: Probably. They were in Jersey they were doing it with hot air balloons before that. They actually had a guide. They had like a donkey on the beach and a hot air balloon behind it, and they would just pull it down the beach. Uh, tell me this is true. Swear to God. I feel like
1: you wouldn't swear to God if this wasn't a thing you had heard about.
3: Swear to God. I'm my mother's
1: eyes. I wonder what the advertisement was. And don't make him a bad guy. Don't make him
0: a bad guy.
3: <laughs> that was the first thing that that was flown across it. That don't make him a bad guy. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that.
3: It was a. Uh, it was a Paps, uh beer logo that was dragged behind i could see it speaking of which that's what we, we need to steal the paps beer bottle back and oh put that yeah on we got that big beer
1: bottle back yeah that's gotta go bottle? on the top of that museum 100 that's you gotta, gotta make like some kind of it.
3: like amusement ride out of it or uh, great call or a slide great great call parkway beer bottle somebody bought that didn't they somebody bought it when they tore down the
1: Bathroom. i think so yeah man and that was Is it in a park somewhere i mean that was there's kids who are grown up who will never understand the ultimate landmark when you're driving south on the parkway going down the shore and you see that beer bottle you know you're actually on a trip now man you're actually doing it you're past that beer bottle i always thought it was a big ketchup bottle as
3: a either kid. that or you're almost home oh, i'm almost home there's the beer bottle exactly there you go there you as go. you hold your breath while you're driving through the cemetery let me think of my next one.
1: I don't love anything that's left on my list. Um, let's
3: see. Okay, what great what great snacks were developed in New Jersey? Ooh,
1: you want a whole new Jer- history of New Jersey snacks?
3: Yeah, I want like a OG snack. Um, saltwater taffy. Is that Jersey though? Is that just Jersey?
1: Uh, no, I mean it's spread throughout the world, but I think it originated in Atlantic City. Uh not sold on that
3: i do like taffy
1: okay it's technically it's my pick nick you ponder that i like hearing you just quietly say the words i do like taffy that's giving me joy as as a human and a friend of yours um okay i'm gonna say that what we need is oh you think that uh no because we already have a lot of heads never mind that's another
3: head. It can always be part of the rotating head collection.
1: No, well, I was going to say, you know, America's most wanted. They caught John List because they made like a bust of his head. They had a forensic guy make a bust of his head, and it eerily looked a lot like him in his current state. And that's how one of his neighbors called him in. Awesome. I wonder if that. I wonder if that John List bust of his head exists anywhere. That would be pretty good.
3: I bet you it does. Like, you, you think they say that? Where they save the clay and use it for another head? No, I they gotta keep that one. They're proud of that one. That's like pre you know do you think it was do you think they catch more criminals now with like computer based rendering or like are sketch artists still like used?
0: Good question. I think they all use computers. Like even sketch artists use
3: computers. You know what they should have in the museum? They should have like some of the hallways are just lined with sketch artists like from every municipality in the in New Jersey they send in all their sketch artist criminal renderings and we like line the walls with that maybe the basement
1: are there any famous arsonists or fire based <laughs> things we can think of here cuz i got Yeah to-
0: like
3: every volunteer firefighter in New Jersey is like an arsonist
0: you mean arsonists we didn't grow up with <laughs> yeah outside like- of just like people like, I'm trying to think
3: every boy from the age of 6 to death <laughs>
1: Well, no, I need someone specific. Is there anyone specific? Because I feel like you could do a thing where you get, like, the Iceman Richard Kuklinski on one wall of a room, and then across from it you have some fire-themed thing, and you have the fire and Iceman room.
3: Hmm. You know? Hmm.
1: What's the most famous famous fires in New Jersey? No,
3: they're pretty, like, there's probably, like, famous mob arsonists from New Jersey.
1: Oh, here's what we're going to do. What if we have a thing where you can shoot the Iceman Richard Kuklinski's crossbow at the
0: bust of John List?
3: Oh, that'd be so cool.
0: What, it's like a boardwalk shooting gallery? Yes. You put a yes, quarter yes. in and ding, ding. Yes. I'm going to put that. That's item
1: number 15. Shoot the Iceman's crossbow at the bust of John List.
3: I still love... I can't help myself. I catch myself every now and then still watching a HBO special. Not There was like not just one, there was two.
0: Oh, yeah. It, I can't watch it because... Both in looks and sound, the resemblance of the Iceman to my father is absolutely <laughs> uncanny. Uncanny.
3: He's a little he didn't look exactly like your dad. He But the the way he talked, yeah. The way he talks is identical and they And that that uh he always has that weird lip movement too. Yeah. Do you think he drives his car with the wheel real low? <laughs> Probably. He's a big dude. Okay,
1: guys, we got 15 of our 23 items for the New Jersey Museum that we would like to build. I will read them all back once we are done because some of them are already making me laugh because they're insane. But I will let you forget so that we can get back to them later. Who's got item number 16 for me?
0: You know, I really think we need... I I am cognizant that we do have to have a commercial component to this museum so in order to capitalize on the current fame of this we will have on display the dueling pistols from the alexander hamilton aaron oh, burr duel awesome. in weehawken
3: oh, that'd be so and cool. we
0: will also sell cap gun souvenir versions of them in the gift shop mm-hmm. which i think and will be a big be money also, maker
3: mm-hmm. you know like in the gift shop where you can um we're actually going to go up to the rocker Prudential that's still left over there. And we're going to break pieces off of that, crush them into little pieces. And we're going to sell them in little glass tubes so you can say, hey, I have a little piece of the rocker Prudential, which is a huge cornerstone of Newark and of New Jersey as a large, large corporation founded here. It's a good one. Right? Eh? Prudential.
1: The rock. And, you know, a lot of museums, they got the freeze dried astronaut ice cream. <laughs> we'll have the freeze dried. <laughs> Taylor Ham. Who doesn't want to taste Could Taylor Ham as a room temperature <laughs>
0: styrofoam? Oh, no, that's the I Taylor... I want a
3: freeze-dried Italian hot dog from Jimmy Buff. Oh. <laughs> it's
0: the Taylor Ham the astronauts eat. Well, not exactly. <laughs> on the... Astronaut Taylor yeah. Ham. You've, you've never seen that picture of Buzz Aldrin on the moon where he's eating freeze-dried Taylor Ham? You
3: can only get a thick slice, though. You can only get the really thick slice. The crazy
1: thing is you still have to cut the He-Man's chest pattern into it or else it gets all fucked up even as a small brick <laughs> yeah of probably
3: fun. probably when yeah. it dries if you don't cut the slits in it it wouldn't like it would curl i created
1: a separate um separate gift shopped items list so but the burr and hamilton guns
3: you know somebody's gonna hear that chris somebody's gonna make freeze-dried fucking pork roll after this someone will well,
1: man it won't be the first time somebody takes one of my great ideas and then makes a million dollars off it. it
3: won't be the first time be like pork roll dipping dots you gotta copyright that shit man Can we extort money from these people?
0: Nick. But This is... Well, at at the Museum of Natural History, they're really famous for having the whale that you walk under, which has been loved by generations (laughs) of kids. But in our museum, we have the giant shark hanging on the ceiling that was known for... Matawan. Yep, the Matawan man-eater. Oh, that'd be cool. Matawan man-eater as our... Blue whale, I love that. And we do encourage, um, you actually can take the Lindbergh baby ladder, climb up to the shark, hanging on the ceiling, crawl inside, and we do encourage people to take Instagram photos of your head popping out of the shark's maw. Absolutely. <laughs> yep, no class, no class.
1: Um, now, I, I think I got a pretty good idea right here, man. Um, so skee-ball was invented in New Jersey. Um, skee-ball, I feel like is an iconic piece of the Jersey Shore and its long lineage of, uh, games and amusements. What if we make a skee-ball game? You know, they got the 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and then sometimes they got the hundreds up Uh, in in the corners, right? Yep. What if we do one where whatever you get, instead of getting points, it does like an interactive display about a Jersey Shore hero. So like you hit 30 and a big thing comes up about that guy, Tommy Cheeseballs from that MTV True Life. going to be called Ski Vots Ball. Ski Vots Ball. Just Ski Vots Ball. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a number of deplorable characters from the Jersey Shore. And none of them can be from the Jersey Shore TV show. which just actual Ski Vots people. <laughs> From the Jersey Skivats spa, That would be good. Oh, my God. Interactive. <laughs> we know that guy, Tommy Cheeseballs, is going to be one of them. But oh, Definitely.
0: You put a quarter in, and as the balls cycle into the slot so you can play, it also fills with Zapola grease yes. <laughs> for a really realistic yes. experience.
3: <laughs> like, instead of at the bowling alley where they grease the lanes, they use Zapola grease there. Yeah. And they, they grease the lane.
1: Nick, did, were you... Now, because it's funny. So, Mike D and I... There was that stretch where I feel like you were seeing Mike D more than I was. But for a lot of us, there's that stretch where after Mike moved to the city where we lost touch. And I, I had every once in a while travel into the city, track you down. But then I wound up reuniting. You You and my brother hadn't, uh, you guys had kind of lost touch. And then I brought you to my brother's bachelor party. And it was like a very warm, nice thing. Nick, did I ever tell you that when we went to Seaside Heights in the off season, in like the dead of winter for my brother's <laughs> bachelor party, oh God. went to some bar where there was... Inexplicably, a breakdancing competition happening, and was my it the brother beachcomber? Was, it
3: was probably the beachcomber.
1: I think it might have been. All I know is my brother was already fucking wasted, and we convinced him to enter the breakdancing competition, and That's he awesome. did. And I thought those breakdancers were going to kill us because of the act of disrespect.
3: Oh, probably. And plus, that was like um, even like I said in the past, like year or two, like seaside. Actually, in the past year, seaside's degenerate winter. Uh, population is not what it used to be there's like an active effort to better seaside heights man
1: it was pretty fun watching
3: my brother can only imagine
1: my brother when he has 30 of his friends there so he knows he can do whatever he wants and there's 30 people who are going to protect him is that just becomes just hand the man the keys to the city and get out of the fucking way he's going to do whatever he wants
3: I don't think anything ever really stopped him from doing, doing it's what true. he wants to do, it's part of his charm.
1: <laughs> ski Vots ball, an interactive ski ball-based exploration <laughs> of the most deplorable characters of the Jersey Shore. Love that. Love that. What will be the next item in our theoretical New Jersey museum that we're building here
0: today? For the kids, you know, because kids, as much as they might like museums, after a little while, they're going to get bored. So... They can go to the side of the museum. We have a New Jersey themed ball pit that's filled with blueberries, cranberries, and peaches. Ooh, love that! Which it, it only gets refreshed once a month. Oh, <laughs> It's just rotting food. It's just like South Jersey
3: fruit sludge.
1: Love that. Okay, Nikki Bonaduce, anything you want to throw in there?
3: Uh, I don't know. I want there to be like. Um, all uh, famous sayings from uh, famous quotes from famous New Jerseyans, and uh, there'll be like a whole bunch of ones that are just like the, the famous uh, Yogi Bearisms. I uh, love that, but yeah, a wall of quotes. Martha Stewart's first oven mitt.
1: <laughs> let me okay. Let me put that as a separate one. Hold on, that's okay. So, famous quotes including Yogi Berra from twenty. Martha Stewart's first oven mitt, of that. I think I got a great one for number 22. And then we're done. Again, then we got number 23 and we're done. Listen to this. I just had a stroke of genius, I think, fellas. Yes. So we don't accept cards to enter this museum. We don't accept paper cash. We don't accept checks. What we have is old school Parkway basket <laughs> toll collectings. And you gotta walk in there, and you're only allowed to play in loose, pay in loose change. And um, we'll have like a place where they'll maybe have like a quarter machine or something. But maybe we'll have it where it's not just quarters, where it's just it randomly spits out nickels and pennies and dimes all over the place, and you gotta like, yeah. you gotta like scramble to get down on the floor. Remember when you were a kid? It's like thirty five cents, and I'm like, oh god, I got, I got two dimes and a nickel and twelve fucking pennies, and More like, you're like, I also got like an old PATH trade token, some Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Let's just toss everything in there, see what happens. It's that. That's how you have to pay to get into our museum. Old school parkway toll
0: basket. And right next to the basket, there's a small metal box where if you don't have enough change, you can take a small envelope and promise to send us the change (laughs) at a later date. Yes.
1: Yes. That's the only way you're allowed to get in. That's item number 22.
0: In a green lead covered, lead paint covered box. I love that. So everything in the museum is actually painted with lead paint. <laughs> or if worse comes to worse, there was, I
1: feel like we talked about it on the show, wasn't there some famous incident where you two went and just like like gorilla pressed a yeah, subway, a, a parkway barrier out of the way?
3: Disconnected. Unscrewed the- Yeah, it was 4th of July. I didn't know. Unscrewed the, the- yeah. It was broken? I made my dig out of the car. <laughs> and you know, like- um, it had like a knob. You literally just screw the, the actual wooden like thing on because people would run through it so often. They You know, they had their like replace it like all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was just painted. Back then it was like painted red and white. And we were sitting there like, you know, normally you would honk your horn and like the thing would go up. Yeah. Because we didn't have change. And there was no change on the ground for the one time we were like at the Essex Toll Plaza. I was like, Mike T, get out. And like just unscrew the thing. So TVs. Just get out and fucking unscrew it. And there was a there was like a state trooper sitting right there, and like we didn't realize until after we went to the toll one. He didn't even fucking do anything. It was Fourth of July. He probably couldn't believe what he saw, man. <laughs> it was Fourth of July. He was all drunk. Was like, ah, fuck this. Okay, final item. I feel
1: like Mike D. If you got something, you've been leading the charge on this. This is item number twenty three in our twenty three item museum. This is already a museum. I feel like I'd pay to go to. But I feel like item number 23 is going to be the cherry on top. So let's choose carefully.
0: So as you're leaving the museum, Uh, our uh, extremely embarrassed embarrassed British curator will ask you to close your eyes and stick your arm out. And as you stick your arm out, he will gently place on your wrist a bracelet made of Smarties, a candy which is created in New Jersey and is always enjoyed best in bracelet form. And that's your parting gift as you leave the museum. (laughs) You may or may not be partially eaten from a previous visitor. (laughs) So, we were
1: tasked by Governor Phil Murphy with coming up with 23 items to inhabit a New Jersey museum that will be built. And this is a thing we are committing to because it's real and not a fake construct that Mike D made up.
3: We gonna start a GoFundMe site. Okay, here's
1: what this museum... This is a perfect museum, fellas. I'm just going to recap, okay? I'm going to recap, and then we're going to end this episode, this perfect episode of podcasting. You show up, you grab yourself a drink from the bar from Maxwell's. You take yourself a gander at Bon Jovi's hair plugs, which were stolen from an existing museum. You climb up the ladder from the Lindbergh Baby Kids epic, where you'll be able to kiss the (laughs) skull of Thomas Edison or the skull of John Taylor. Maybe you get down on the bottom of that ladder, you take a little piece, you peek at a piece of the Hindenburg, the great disasters of New Jersey history. Then you'll saunter into a small room. You'll say, that's not a huge room. What's that small room? And that's when you realize you have wandered into Bill Stevie's bandanax. <laughs> an annex focusing on the bandanas of Lil Steven, sidekick to both the boss and Tony Soprano. Once you get on the other side of that, hey, we're talking accessories. We go from bandanas to headwear. We got Uncle Floyd's hat, the one and only. Um, Maybe Oogie's there, maybe Oogie's not. But what I do know is this is apparently a whole clothing wear themed portion because you can also see George Washington's mudans and you can um, check where the current stainage is at, what's been buttoned or unbuttoned by our bashful British... A uh, curator who's forced to physically handle George Washington's undergarments because they lost the Revolutionary <laughs> War, so he has to, he has to do that. Um, maybe you want to get the kids outside. Maybe the kids are starting to get bored, and you send the kids outside so they can dance in the cedar water, the dancing waters of uh, Pine Barren Cedar Water for the kids. And then maybe the adults keep looking at the clothes as you ponder our fine collection of mob boss suits. From Dutch Schultz having uh, shotgun blasts blasted away in his <laughs> suits to the very suit that Abby uh, long, uh, uh, that uh, Longy, Abner Longy's Willman hung himself in. Ooh! Uh, all sorts of mob paraphernalia, and then you hear that drone. You check out the Jersey Shore plane banner advertising history hanger gander up towards the top of that bad boy, the highest point in the museum where you see the Parkway beer bottle. And that's when things get interactive. Go ahead and shoot the Iceman's crossbow at the Busta John List. Play with the guns that Burr and Hamilton used to shoot each other. Stick your head into the Matawan man-eater's mouth. And play a game of skivots ball, where you can learn about the history of Tommy Cheeseballs and other Jersey Shore scumbags. Maybe the kids are all tired out from the Cedar Water Dancing Waters. Well, throw them in that pitch of, throw them in that giant ball pit of rotting peaches and cranberries. Because we got fun for the whole family here. You can stretch your legs, take in famous quotes from some famous Jerseyans, including Yogi Berra, before you try on Martha Stewart's first oven mitt for size but make sure you bring exact change because you can only enter via tall baskets. But in exchange for your patronage, you do get a bracelet of partially eaten Smarties. <laughs> and hey, on your way out of the gift shop, don't forget to pick up Rock of Prudential Dust or freeze-dried Taylor ham. <laughs> That's a great museum right there.
0: Oh, man, I'm in.
1: One th- well done,
0: fellas. Well done. I feel like
3: the freeze-dried Taylor ham, Like you want. it's just like the... It's just like the astronaut ice cream. Like you want it to be good. It's just gonna not be good.
1: It's never great. That
0: ice cream's never great.
3: It's a strawberry always particularly terrible.
0: I think it's the texture of it that's I mean, that's problematic for me.
3: I think it was better when we were kids. It wasn't everything though. I know, but I know this sounds fucking weird, but you're like, how do you change fucking freeze dried ice cream? But like I think because they actually used to make it years ago for astronauts, that now that they tried to like whoever replicated it. Just didn't fucking get it right. I think it was always- Because the last time I had it, like I was like, oh, I used to love this when I was a kid, and I bought a whole bunch of it. And I was like, you guys, let's go to my kids. I'm like, you got to try this. It's so good. They're like, this is terrible. I took a bite. I was like, oh my God, Like spitting it out on like the sidewalk. It was disgusting. I think it was probably always dog shit. I remember it like, melting way better in my mouth, like, especially the chocolate vanilla.
1: Listen, everybody- If you're on the Patreon, we want to hear your comments. That comments thread on this one's going to be a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. What would you add to the New Jersey Museum? And uh, we'll we'll balance them and see which of our 23 items might be willing to knock out. And if you feel particularly passionate about uh, either uh, telling us why we're wrong for any things we've included or pitching other things you want, include it. 973-780-4660. We love your voicemails. We love hearing what you have to say. We love letting you be a part of the show. So please uh, call, leave a message, let us know. And uh, get the change ready, everybody. This
0: museum's coming soon. Phil Murphy said so. Save your tokens. We'd love to invite all of you to join us at the groundbreaking in Secaucus, where we'll all be holding a golden shovel together.
3: I've got a
1: golden shovel. And as you know, when things get built in Secaucus, it moves very quickly and expediently, and there's never any delays. (laughs) See you there.
0: On time and on budget.
4: Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D., and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the World.